Now, um, we're Lamed Vav Amad Aleph, and it's four lines past the wide lines. Yeah, Lamed Vav Amad Aleph, four lines past the wide lines, and it starts off with the words Kaira, palm shoots. Okay? Has everyone got it? What was that again? What's it? Uh, 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 yes. And it's four lines from the white, where the wide lines start. Yeah. Four lines down. And if yes. you see, the third word before the end is Kaira, which means palm shoot. Yes. Have you got that? Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda. Yes. Kaira Rav Yehuda. Yeah, that's right. Right, let's start with that. Actually, we did this couple of lines we did, but in order to get into the sort of Indian, we've got to start with Kaira. Okay, Kaira is palm shoots. Now, palm shoots are like this. When you plant a palm tree, ideally, well, not ideally, you really want them for the dates. However, the actual branches themselves, which are called palm shoots, or sometimes they're called hearts of palm. I don't know if you've heard about that, hearts of palm. But in any case, the branches in the first year are soft and edible, and you can eat them. In the second year, they become hard and inedible. They become like proper branches like wood, and you can't eat them. So the question is, in the first year, when they are soft and edible, which broth does one make on it? So that's a machalaka, says the Gemara. Rabbi Huda, I'm a Adoma, you make a Barabri Adoma. Ushmol, I'm says Shahakal, near you make a Shahakal. Now the Gemara explains the reasons. Rabbi Yehuda says you make a bar correct, a fruit in the ground. Because Peirahu, it's considered a fruit. All right, it is true that next year it won't be a fruit, because next year it'll go hard and it'll be inedible, but at the moment it is a fruit. The question is, if it is a fruit, why don't we make a bar Why do we have to make a bar There the answer the Mephoshim explained is, but it's not the primary fruit of the tree. The primary fruit of the tree is for the dates. This is by the by, this is also edible, so you wouldn't make a Bopriya 8 unless it's the main fruit, but you make a Bopriya Doma. Whereas, uh, whereas, um, Shmuel on Shmuel says, no, Shahakal Nebavari, you make a Shahakal, Halva Saifalahakshit. Since in a year's time it's going to harm and it's going to be wood, therefore it's not considered a fruit now. Because it's only a fruit for this year. Next year it will be inedible, so therefore you only make a shahakal on it. The Shmuel said to Rabbi Huda, Shinana, you clever one, Tabasak Mistabra. It's logical like what you say. In other words, Shmuel, who says shahakal, says to Rabbi Huda, what you say, Baraprayadoma, makes more sense. Why? A radish too. Eventually, it hardens. At the moment, if radishes are left too long in the ground, they will harden and they won't be edible anymore. Yet, when they are edible, so therefore, he as well, the palm shoots, even though they are going to harden, nevertheless, it makes sense to make on it a vopriadoma just like the radish does. However, the Gemara says, no, it's not a good comparison 
what Schmall makes between the palm shoots and the radishes. Why? Snyder not to each other out of the Pugler. People plant radishes with the intention of eating the soft radish. Where thick lower, as far as palm trees are concerned, are not to inch out the Asbacora. They, they don't plant it with the intention of eating the palm shoots. In other words, when they plant it, they're not really thinking about the palm shoots, they're thinking about the dates. It so happens that it can be available you know, in the first year, but at the time when you plant it, that's not what's in your mind. And therefore, you would make a shahapple. Now, this is where we got up to last uh, week. Now, ask the Gemara as follows. Is that correct? That whenever people do not plant with the intention of this particular part of the plant being used as food, we don't say a proper, or we don't say a proper specific to it, like our eights or our zomba, but we make it alcohol. In other words, what we say is like this, because the palm tree is planted, only with the idea of dates, but not with the idea of eating the branches, even though they're, they're edible in the first year, therefore you make a shahapal. So is that true? Is that correct that you make a shahapal on when you eat part of the tree which had not intended, when it was planted, it was not intended for? Is that true? Buried slough. Now, slough is, in translation, it's called the caper bush. In, in, I don't know if any of you have heard of something called Flinders Rose. Does that make it? Does, does Flinders Rose? No. But anyway, it's a caper bush. Apparently, it's used for seasoning. Now, the thing about the caper bush is as follows it's got three parts of it that are edible. Because what you've got is the primary is the berry that grows on this caper bush. That's the main thing. But it's also got leaves and it's also got flowers and they are edible as well. So now, what the Gemara says as follows the Harry Slough, this caper bush. The not incha adata to When people plant it, they really only plant it for the sake of the berry. Right? That is the reason that, that, that is the reason why people plant it. But tanam, and we learned in a brisa, our mina nitzvah, is another word for the caper, on all the various caper produce, in other words, on the berries and on the leaves and on the flowers, we do as follows. Allah on the leaves. And on the flowers, I'm a very priyadama. We make a very priyadama. While Avianus, while and on the berries, and on the husks, which is the shells covering them, I'm a very priyadama. We say a very priyadama. So what do we see? That even though you planted the caper bush for the berry only, if you happen to eat the flowers and the leaves, you make a very priyadama. So this goes against the principle that what we just learned, that if you eat something of the tree, which when you planted it, you didn't have in mind that particular part, you make a shahakal. Here you see on the caper bush, where you only planted it for the berries, nevertheless, if you eat the other parts, the other edible parts, which are the flowers or the leaves or whatever, you make a baripriyadoma. So here as well, it should not be shahakal, but it should be a baripriyadoma on the kaira, on these... Um, uh, palm shoots. So, I'm yes, you're quite right. It's a very good question. But, slap not to inch out of the shusa. When people plant the caper bush, they have in mind the intention of eating all of it. They don't just have in mind of eating the berry. That was the habermen. In other words, in the, in the beginning of the Gemara, we assumed that it was only the berry. When people plant the caper bush, they only have in mind the berry. 
Now we say, no, they have in mind everything. Dikla, however, when it comes to the palm tree, lie not to inshat us of the power. People do not have in mind about eating the palm trees. And Rashi explains why. What is the difference? Why do people have different views? Because if you eat something, the leaves or the flowers of the palm tree, it doesn't really diminish the, the, um, the actual bush. Presumably it will still grow again. However, if you take off the, um, if you take off the shoots, because the shoots are normally there and they will develop into branches. So by eating the shoots, you're actually taking away the branches. So you're doing damage. And that is why people don't have in mind when they plant the palm tree to eat the uh, sort of uh, the, the branches as well. So there you would make a shahakal as opposed to, as opposed to the caper bush, because the caper bush, when you plant it, you have in mind for everything that's going to come from it. In other words, it's true. The primary thing is the berry. But the point is, what is in the person's mind? What is his intention when he plants that caper, uh, caper bush? Not only for the berry, but for, for, for the flowers and leaves as well. Apparently, apparently the greenery, those little bushes that grow, grow out of the cracks in the co-cell are a type of caper bush. Are they? Oh, that's yeah, very apparently. nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Very good. Um, I don't know, but have they have they got berries on them? Apparently, I'll do some research after share if you want. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But I've got the counsel Shmuel the Rabbi Huda, and even though Shmuel praised Rabbi Huda and said it should be a very because he said that even though it hardens, it should be like the radish, which even though it hardens, you still say a very on it. Nevertheless, halacha helps say come and say the shmuel. The halacha goes according to shmuel, who says that you say shahakol on these palm shoots. Now, while we're talking about this caper bush, therefore the Gemara mentions something further about caper bush. On Rabbi Yudama Rav, Rabbi Yudas is in the name of Rav. Slav shal orlo. In case of a caper bush of orlo. Now, as we learned before, orlo means that the first three years of a fruit tree, you're not allowed to have the fruit. So you've got this caper bush, which is in the first three years, and it's Bechutzalot It's outside Eretz Yisrael. Now the Gemara will explain shortly what the significance is of it being Chutzalot Now, Zorik you've got to throw away the berries, but you can eat the shells. There's a shell around the top, covering it, and that obviously it seems to be edible. That you can eat. Now, what why can you do that? Because the din of Orlah only applies to the fruit of a tree. So what Rabbi Huda Amarab is saying is, so when it comes to the caper bush, what is considered the fruit of the tree? Only the berry. And that is why if it's Orlah, you've got to throw that berry away. However, the caprisin, which is the surrounding shell, is not the fruit. And therefore, since it's not the fruit of the tree, Orla doesn't apply to it, and therefore you can eat it. So that's what Rabbi Huda says. Says the Gemara the Memra, is that to say, the Avionus Peri, the that the Avionus, the berries of the fruit, the berries are considered a fruit of the tree. And therefore, that's why you've got to throw it away with Orla. But the husks are not. In other words, the cover, the shell is not, that's why you may eat it. For a minute, we are that we have a contradicting brighter, which is the brighter that we just learned, 
which says as follows. Amin in its box, regarding the various types of paper produce, ala olim alatmoras, on the leaves and on the flowers, ala barbriadoma, once it's barbriadoma, but ala evionis ala kaprisin, and on the berries and on the, on the shells, ala barbria eight. We say barbria eight. So what does that tell us? From the fact that the Brisa tells us that you say hot eights on the shells, we see that they too are considered fruit of the tree. Otherwise, you wouldn't make a barbaric eights on them. And therefore, they should be, since they're fruit of the tree, they also come under the Issa of Orla. So why do you say that you only threw away the berries of their Orla, but you were allowed to eat the caprice in the shells? We see from this price, so the fact that you make a Boropriot 8 even on the shells shows that the shells are also part of the fruit and therefore they should also come under the Issa of Orla. So it's a question, question on Rabbi Huda Amarav. How can you say that? So the answer is Huda Amarav Rabbi Akiva. You're right. The bracer that we've just quoted is a contradiction to what Rabbi Huda Amarav says. But Rabbi, Yehuda, but, uh, but Rabbi Yehuda Amarav, he holds like the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Uda Omar to Rabbi Akiva, he holds like Rabbi Akiva. He relies on Rabbi Akiva for what he says in Zarekas. If you understand that you throw away the berries because they consider the fruit of the tree, but but you eat the husks, you eat the shells, and the shells are not part of the fruit. How do we know that Rabbi Akiva says that? It's not. Because we actually learned in a Mishnah, the Mishnah in Masters, which says as follows. Rabbi Lezer, I know, Rabbi Lezer says, Salah mis aser tomorrow's ve'evionus ve'kaprisin. When you're going to give Misa on the fruits, you're going to give Misa on the fruits, so you've got to give Misa on everything. You've got to give on the flowers and the berries and the shells. That is what Rabbi Lezer says. Rabbi Kiva, I'm, Rabbi Kiva says, Amos, Asa, Elav, You only have to give Misa only on the berries alone. Mepnei who Peiri. Because the berry alone is considered the fruit. So even though you've got other parts of the caper bush, which are edible, nevertheless the fruit is only considered the berry. And therefore when Rabbi Huda Amarab said, Slavshal Oro, you've got caper bush, which is of all in the first three years, you throw away their bionis, you throw away the berries, because only the berries are the fruit of the tree. Where do we know this from? From Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva says regarding myso, which is regarding the fruit of the tree, right? Only the berries are considered the fruit. Everything else is not. So as well, therefore, when it applies to Allah, that is the correct thing. Rabbi Huda Marab is, is supported, or he supports Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says only the berry is the fruit, everything else is not. Answer the moral question. If you are saying he relies on what Rabbi Akiva says, because remember the Brysa was a contradiction to what he said. However, he holds like Rabbi Akiva. If so, that he holds like Rabbi Akiva, name Allah of Rabbi Akiva. Why does he have to give his own sort of an independent ruling by saying, I'm Rabbi Yudamarav. Say it and say it in the name of Rabbi Akiva. In fact, we learn out, anyone who says something in the name of the person who we heard it from, maybe Geula Island. He brings a Geula. Where do we learn it from? From the Megillah. By the time that Esther 
the shape, uh, I shouldn't know the word, especially on Erepurim. Vatama Esther, the shape Mordechai. In other words, Esther said, Sami Zatrefa, the shape Mordechai, the name of Mordechai. Because if you say something as if it's your own thing, right, in a way, it's sort of like stealing because you're pretending that you made it up. You didn't. It's Rebbe Kiva. So say it's like Rebbe Kiva. And not only that, Rebbe Yudha Marav is an Amara, and Rebbe Kiva is a Tana, quoted from a Mishnah. So if you're saying, I'm relying on what Rebbe Kiva said, then just say that. Halak is that Rebbe Kiva. You don't have to say any more. It says the Gemara, no. Eon Halak of Rebbe Kiva. If Rabbi Huda Marab would have just said halacha like Rabbi Akiva, have a minute I would have thought I feel about Oretz. I would have said, so what we established, what did Rabbi Akiva say? That only the berry is the fruit. And therefore, when it comes to Oralah, only the berry needs to be thrown away. Now, that is in Chutzla Oretz. Remember, when we started this price on Rabbi Huda Marab, what did he say? Slash on Oralah for Chutzla Oretz. Now, had we just said Allah the Rabbi, and based on Rabbi Akiva, who holds the berries, the fruit, if we would have just said Allah that Rabbi Akiva, I would have assumed that that means even that the Allah even applies to Eretz Israel. And that was even in Israel, Eretz Israel, only the berries considered the fruit and nothing else. Therefore, Kamash Malah, therefore, Rabbi Huda, the name of Rabbi, informs us that only regarding Allah, the capable outside Eretz Israel, that he follows Rabbi Akiva. Why is it only outside Eretz Yisrael? Because we have a principle as follows. Kol ha-meikol ba-oretz. Whoever is meikol, who is lenient, takes a lenient position regarding Oralah in Eretz Yisrael, halacha kamaisa b'chutz la-oretz. Halacha follows him with regards to Oralah outside Eretz Yisrael. Basically, what's the difference between Oralah and Eretz Yisrael and Oralah outside, chutz la-oretz? Oralah and Eretz Yisrael is with a raisa. Whereas Orlah in the Chutzlah is mid So we have a cloud that if somebody is Mekel in Eretz Israel, even though the Halacha might not be like him in Eretz Israel, but the Halacha is like him in Chutzlah And therefore, Abu Ba'aretz like, but in, in, in Eretz Israel it's not. So therefore, had Rabbi Yehuda Amarav said the Halacha is like Rabbi Akiva, then you would assume what Rabbi Yehuda Amarav means. That the Orlah, that the, only the berry is counted for all the purposes of the fruit, that applies even in Eretz Israel. So that's why he had to make his own private memory, as it were, to say, Slavshul Orlah B'chutzla Oretz. Only in Chutzla Oretz are there a lot of Orlahs Rebbe Kiva, but not in Eretz Israel. Says the Gemara, that's not an answer. The name of Halacha Rebbe Kiva B'chutzla Oretz. What you're saying, he had to make, he had couldn't say that Allah was that Rebbe Kiva. Because you might assume that if that's the case, even in Eretz Israel, so then say, well, all you need to say is the halacha is like Rabbi Kiva, but you add in, you add in only in Chutzlaret, and therefore you would understand. So in other words, again, he would quote Rabbi Kiva rather than making his own private statement. And again, for the same reason, says the Gemara, the halacha may call the Oret halacha commands of Chutzlaret, because anyone who is mekel in Eretz Israel. The halacha is like him in the Chutzlaretz. So we still have an answer why Rabbi Huda Amarab has got to say something in his own name rather than, and if, since he is relying on Rabbi Akiva in any case, in the Tanakh, let him say the halacha is like Rabbi Akiva. And if you want to say you're only worried because, he, because it, the halacha is only like him in the Chutzlaretz, then say the halacha is like Rabbi Akiva in the Chutzlaretz. 
Says the Gemara, If we would say simply that the halacha follows Rabbi Kiva, outside of Israel, because remember, where, where do we learn that Rabbi Kiva only treats the berry as the fruit? We didn't learn that out from Orlov. We're discussing Orlov. We're taking it from the fact that he said you only have to take Misa of the berry. Now, Misa is a different thing than Orlov, as we shall see. So we say, have a minute, I would have thought, honey, minute, have a Misa Elon. Where is Rabbi Akiva Mako? Where's the Halakha follow Rabbi Akiva outside of Israel? That is only with regarding to Misa of the trees. Why? The Ba'oret's good for Midrabonon. Because in Eretz this is only a Midrabonon in any case. There's a whole argument about why it is, but let's just take the simple chat, put it to Rashi. Rashi says only grain, wine, and oil have to be tied. You've got to take Misa from. Right? So in, in Eretz Israel, to take Misa on other things like fruit trees, etc., is a Rabbon in any case. So I would have said as follows, Iyamahoki, if you said Allah follows Rabbi Kiva regarding the cave bush of those outside of Israel, I would have said Alaminahan and Milagaba Maisa Ilon. That is only that the berry of the caper bush is considered only the fruit, that, only, the, only the berry is considered the fruit and nothing else. That is regarding Maisa. But Oretz go from Midrabona because in Israel itself is only Midrabona. Abu Dhabi the Oretz Midrabona. So, but regarding the din of Orla, which in, is in Eretz Israel, is the Raisa. Aim of a Chutzla Oretz, I mean, I might have said that at Chutzla Oretz, we should also say that it's forbidden. In other words, that we don't follow Rebbe Kiva because as a Gezerah, as a in case you come and do it in Eretz Israel, if you're allowed to do it outside Eretz Israel, you might come and do it in Eretz Israel. And remember, in Eretz Israel, it's a Doraisa. Therefore, Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rab, tells us by making an independent ruling rather than, than, than saying it in the name of Rabbi Akiva to tell us that we adopt Rabbi Akiva's lenient position with regards to fruit outside Eretz Israel, even in the case of Orlah, which is also Midaraisa in Eretz Israel. Now, see, time we've always run out, so again, we'll do what we normally do is just to go over. So we started off like this, Pyro with palm shoots. Rabbi Yehuda says it's Adama, because it grows from the ground and it's edible. Shmuel says you say Shahakal, because it becomes hard in the second year. And Shmuel says to Rabbi Yehuda, Shirino, you're a clever man. Your view makes more sense, because a radish also hardens and you still say Adama. So the Gemara says, no, palm shoots and radishes are not a good comparison. Because people plant radishes with the intention of eating the soft radish, but people do not plant palm trees with the intention of eating the palm shoots. But when they, 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 they plant it for the dates. So the question is that caper bush is planted for its berries, but you say hardoma even for the leaves and other flowers. So you can say hardoma even if it's not the part that you had in mind to to uh, to, to when you planted it. So in other words, for example, these palm shoots, even though you didn't have them in mind when you planted the tree, and it's not the main part, still you could say the broccoli. So we answer that the caper bush is planted for all the edible parts, for the berries, the leaves, and the flowers, but the palm tree is only, plant, is only for the, 
It's only for, it's not planted at all for the palm tree, but simply for its date. And then we said, even though Shmuel praised Rabbi Yehuda and said his view of Adama, in, uh, that you make Adama for palm tree, it's more logical than saying Shahakal, that Allah follows Shmuel, that you say Shahakal on palm tree. Then we had this Rabbi Yehuda Omarav. Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rav, said that Kaper Bush of Orlo, which is in its first three years, outside Eretz Israel, you throw away the berries. Why? Because it's fruit, and therefore it comes under the Isla of Orlo. But you can eat the shells, because it's not a fruit. But then we quoted our brighter, which says you can say hot eggs on the shells, which shows it is a fruit. So this brighter contradicts Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rav. So we said, Rabbi Yehuda of Arav rules in accordance with Rabbi Akiva. He's got a ton of who he relies on. And he says, you only give Misa on the berries of the caper bush, right? Because this is the fruit. And likewise, when it comes to Orla, Orla is only on the fruit of the tree. It's only the berries, so it's quite right. The Gemara then asks, if it's so that we pass on that Rabbi Akiva, why does he have to make an independent ruling? He should say the halacha follows Rabbi Akiva. So the answer is, if you say that Halakha is like Rabbi Akiva, then with regards to Allah, even in Eric's trial, but by saying Slav, you, you might think it, it, even in Eric's trial that would apply, but by saying the Chutzla Therefore, he only follows Rabbi Akiva in the Chutzla Oret, but regarding all of the Kedush and Eretz he doesn't follow Rabbi Akiva, and that's why he needs this independent ruling. Because of the principle that we learn that Kolam may call for Eretz anyone who, had, who is lenient in Eretz like Rabbi Akiva is, because he says you only need to do it on the berries, but everything else is okay. Halacha comes from Chutzla Oret, but Halacha is like him in Chutzla Oret. So the Gemara asks, hang on a minute, no. If that's the case, then Rabbi Yudah could, could still say that Allah follows Rabbi Akiva, but only in Chutzla'oret, if that's what you're worried about. So he says, no, if you would have said that, then I would assume that what Rabbi Akiva said only applies to Misa, to the tithing of the trees, which even in Eretz Yisrael is only in Medrabon, because it's not, it's not grain, wine, and olive oil. But regarding Orla, which is Midoraisa, even in Eretz Israel, I might think that even in the Chutzla Oret, one should make a decree and Gazera in, in case you come to make it in Eretz Israel. Therefore, Rabbi Huda Maran says, no, we follow Rabbi Akiva's lenient position, even regarding Orla, even though Orla is a Deraisa in Eretz Israel. And that, that's where we ended it off. Okay, I wish you all a very simple Purim.